while we're talking about taboo things, though, can I give you a little history? Can of I give what? You... Taboos? <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess not a little history, but I want to tell you about the original condom. Okay. Um, do you know about this by any chance? Uh, I, I'm, I do know that there are... There were primitive condoms involving sheep intestines. Oh no no no! That's an actual history lesson. I have a, <laughs> I have a, oh, okay, I have okay. a fake, I have a fake one to deliver to you. <laughs> oh, okay, then yeah, please go um, ahead. I have no idea what a condom is. Please. <laughs> no, that's not really what I meant. But like, okay, <laughs> all right. There is a company. What is this condom? <laughs> what might this strange device be? <laughs> you want for me to put that where? <laughs> <laughs> um. There's a company um, that sells what they call the original condom. Okay. They uh, claim that they are the first, that, that this is where condoms were invented, in condom France, or probably condom, or just, you know, mm-hmm. or just France. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Now, the reason this came to my attention is that there is because they're in a lawsuit right now with <laughs> that, <laughs> where apparently the condoms are actually manufactured in Malaysia, but, but that, that, doesn't, that doesn't matter. <laughs> Nevertheless, I, I, the original condom... Well, Malaysians are cheaper for quality testing. The original condom describes itself as the first luxury condom. Is it fur-lined? <laughs> um, it describes itself as chic and elegant. <laughs> Let me. Is right. it closely tailored? <laughs> the condoms come with an instruction leaflet, which I would what? really love to get a hold of. I don't really. I guess you just order them on their website. I didn't now, explore that part. What, what Will really needs is an instruction manual for. <laughs> I really want to. What wanna, happens after you put the condom on? I, I want to get my hands <laughs> on that instructional leaflet badly. Uh, so the, I have a. I have another quote here from the founders of the company that sells the original condom. Mm-hmm. Condoms protect everyone from disease. Ours protect from tackiness. <laughs> Why is it? Does it come in stripe and plaid? So that way you <laughs> it comes in patterns. Yeah. Yeah. Clash with your boxers. This is our fall 2012 line. <laughs> yeah, they have models come out wearing just condoms. Apparently, these condoms. Apparently, the original condom is subject to. Condom by Mark Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, yeah. Lady Gaga uses this condom. Lady Gaga's condom is made out of meat. <laughs> um. They, these condoms are subject to a series of intense, I'd say a myriad of intense quality tests, <laughs> including the, the, the founder personally uses each one. <laughs> yes, each model has been vetted. And then, no, each one, and then mails it out to its recipient. <laughs> oh, that's the most disgusting thing anyone's ever said on the podcast. So Point me. Yeah. You have the pinhole test. Okay, mm-hmm. which is where they poke a pinhole in each one. I guess so. You have the tensile test. <laughs> you have a test in case it's which I think would come in handy for you and me, you know, <laughs> just in case you have to stretch it beyond its load bearing capabilities. Uh huh. Yeah, great load bearing. <laughs> Check out my load bearing condom that I have from Condom France. <laughs> this thing has been engineered with wide safety margins. One eight hundred. How's my condoming? Two ton limit. No trucks. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 16 foot maximum um low bridge ahead (laughs) (laughs) all right another test is just called air burst (laughs) which sounds pretty intense 
There is an there is an. <laughs> is that where they put it in a? Uh, oh, now that I need the word, I can't think of it. The um, like a wind tunnel. Yeah, the wind tunnel. <laughs> See how aerodynamic it is. <laughs> right. They put it on the vomit comet. Uh-huh, with, with the smoke. <laughs> um. <laughs> They also have the electronic water test. I, I have no idea. I have no idea what that is. In case, but... in case your economy is exposed to electricity. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, they have the water leakage test, which I, I, I don't think that's performed simultaneously with the electronic water test because, you know, they kind of they conflict with each other there. Mm-hmm. They have the aptly named package integrity test. Okay. And then they have the aging test. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that means that these condoms are like aged to perfection because I don't think that works. Mm. I don't think you Nin- get... 1972 is a good year for a condom. <laughs> yeah, my vintage condom. Yeah, I went, I went down to, a, uh, to Buffalo Exchange. <laughs> I'm using a Dom Perignon condom. Yeah. Now I say that I though, found but... these condoms at the bottom of the ocean. They've been preserved. <laughs> yeah. I found lots of Spanish doubloons, and then I found lots of original <laughs> condoms from Condom France. The website, again, I don't know how much of this is real and how much of this is the falsehood that the lawsuit is about, but apparently in Condom France, there is a, and now you're gonna, I know you're going to have to help me with the French here, there is a Musée du Préservatif, <laughs> which I'm assuming is French for the Condom Museum. Okay. So I'm already planning a trip, basically. I've already, I've already got my flight. I've already set aside the money. I just need to figure out like, my itinerary for when I get over there. Um, First, you have to hire someone. Okay, like a, like a condom tour guide. Yeah, to show off all the different condoms to you. Yeah, I, I imagine they have people like that at the museum, like experts. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've, I've got to assume that there are preservative experts <laughs> that can help me out there. Docents. Oh, <laughs> uh, docents. Yeah. So that's the original condom. I thought you might be interested in that. Uh-huh. No, that's that's great. I love the original condom. <laughs> I love the fact that there's a leaflet. This is this is vaguely um re- reminiscent of whenever I was took that class at um UT and we had to put in order the 12 steps of, a, of putting on a condom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, I mean, it's apparently not for the faint of heart. No. <laughs> it, it requires intense focus. <laughs> I usually put my welding glasses on before I put one on. Uh-huh, yeah. I mean, it's best not to be blinded. Protective wear, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, you put on your protective wear before applying the condom. My work gloves, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> You have to be in a hermetically sealed environment in case the condom escapes. Right. It's um, my hot zone. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So speaking of condoms. Oh, good. Segwaying over to a study that has just come out. I like studies. I like things uh-huh. that, that inform. I like to learn about new scientific results. Okay. This is published in the medical journal Pediatrics. I know it. Respected publication. Uh-huh. A study polled 1,800 L.A. high school age students. Okay. Okay. Teens who sexed <laughs> send sexually explicit messages and photos... I've heard of this. ...are seven times more likely to have sex. <laughs> okay. And perhaps the least surprising scientific discovery of the month. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, people honest to God thought that 
teens who sent sexually explicit messages were actually, I guess, like ridding themselves of sexual urges. Like they were replacing sex and sexual activities with text messaging. Mm-hmm. That's how that works. Yeah, I mean, and that makes perfect sense to me. And yeah. also, so, okay, 15% of the LA high school age students polled acknowledged that they had sexted. <laughs> okay. 54%. All right. Over half. 54% reported knowing someone who had sent a sext. Okay. <laughs> the study included that number because, quote, knowing someone who sexted was strongly associated with an individual's own sexting behavior. I see. <laughs> so whenever a scientist says to a high school age student, do you send sexually explicit messages? Right. The student goes, I don't, but I have a friend who does. I see. <laughs> Apparently that means uh-huh. that the student would also send sexually explicit messages. Once again, I'm not sure how they came across, you know, came to these conclusions. No. And in one of the best understatements of a scientific study out there, it says, quote, sexting may be particularly detrimental for adolescent populations because of the likelihood that sexually explicit material will be quickly shared throughout young people's technologically active social groups. (laughs) Man. Hey, scientists, you guys are on the ball. (laughs) Wait, so sexting can be particularly hurtful for teens because it can be forwarded. And all their friends, they also have cell phones. Hey, I'm doing this study, the results of which were that people who are driving while using a cell phone are more likely to fuck up and get in a car accident. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. It's okay. it's a watershed study. <laughs> if you if you have friends that sext, you are 17 times more likely to sext. Because <laughs> <laughs> apparently there is sexting peer pressure. Okay, so I, I if I'm any sort of vicarious sexting that happens is not is not adequate. I have to get uh, in there. Yeah. If I see that my buddies are sending what do the kids send? They send dick pics? What do they send to each yeah, other? Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. I mean, just recently, I mean, you don't text, so you're already behind the times. I'm but way behind. Just, just, just this afternoon, I uh, took a picture of my penis and sent it to Dustin. <laughs> I know that. I heard uh-huh, about because, that. Because I, I thought that since he was sending dick pics, right. I should too, but I didn't know who else to send it to. You have to. Uh-huh. Sometimes you just, your, your, your stuff is looking good. Yeah, you, you got to photograph it. It's and you got to show it to everybody. It's a good day. Is it a good day? Apparently, sec, quote, sexting is still a minority activity, <laughs> but there's an emerging sense of normalcy around sexting behavior. <laughs> <laughs> these are the most in-touch scientists I have ever. These are <laughs> these scientists are so hip. Uh huh. They are so perceptive about what's going on with the youth of Los Angeles. This is just L.A., I, right? I mean, it seems odd to me that this, really the only thing about sexting that I don't understand is that it didn't happen sooner. Because it seems to me like if you're going to give adolescents access to incredibly sophisticated communication devices, okay, they're going to use it to try to have sex. Mm-hmm. Or at least to try to, at least to try to get the process going. Back in the old days, everybody wanted a car. So that way they could go pick up a girl and go away by themselves with the girl. Right. It's all, that's the goal. And so it seems to me that, I mean, even though sexting has obviously been around since before this study happened, it's only been in the past few years that it's actually kind of become 
a topic of discussion. I would have thought that the moment that you put a camera with a phone in a teenager's hand, right. our society would immediately go downhill. I'm, that has happened, of course, but uh-huh. but I would have said like day one. You're saying there was some there was a weird gap where text messaging existed, but nobody had quite wrapped their head around the idea of of dick pics just yet. So it seems to me. Okay, I, that I could mean, very well be true, or at least the reporting of teenagers doing this lagged significantly. Mm-hmm. But even if we assume like a three or four year delay from when high schoolers do this to when adults are reporting about it on the news, we're still looking at maybe 2006 or so, 2005. Mm -hmm. That leaves a good, like, four-year gap. I see. And so I I, I feel like this might be the strongest case for the decline of America, that we gave teenagers tools to send pictures of their unclothed bodies to each other and... Very few people took that opportunity right off the bat. <laughs> it took us so long. So the next sort of innovation in approaching sex is going to take even longer, and you're just going to st- the, basically the fall of the Roman Empire. That's basically yeah, what it is. Exactly. The uh, fall- well, I mean, not even that. I mean, the Romans at least they knew how to have sex. Oh, they were they could party those Romans. Uh huh. They were probably the closest thing that world culture has had to deviance. When I went to uh, Bath in England you know, yeah. years and years ago. And I rolled through there and I just imagined like how many naked bodies had been touching the surfaces that I was looking at. And, and also how long ago that took place. It was kind of amazing. Yeah. One of my favorite stories of Roman excess and uh, depravity mm-hmm. is um, one of the emperors. I forget who. Caligula. I, th- I think it, yeah, I think it was Caligula. Really? Okay. Um, It was Caligula or Nero or somebody like that. Somebody who just had a reputation for excess. Oh, Nero's my boy. uh What about uh, Casanova? I think... (laughs) Casanova the Um, second. (laughs) I I really think it might have been Caligula. Anyways, this Roman emperor had a um, villa built on an island off of uh, the Italian coast. Gotta have a villa. And it was a huge island-sized villa. Before there was sexting, there were villas. (laughs) Yeah, and, and the, yeah, you know there were no U's back then, so it was all V's. <laughs> That's right. Pick four V. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Pick I V V. Anyways, uh, so he had this villa built on an island, and he had a swimming pool, a shallow swimming pool, built in the middle of his villa. My favorite kind. And he would go for daily swims mm-hmm. in, in the nude. Got to keep fit. And he had young boys dress up as <laughs> sea nymphs <laughs> and, <laughs> and swim around underneath him and come yeah. up and gently nibble on his genitalia. <laughs> like this man had absolute power, and this is how he chose to exercise it. <laughs> this guy's the best. Oh man! It was like, do you know what? I like young boys. I'm yeah. unapologetic. Yeah, and I have all this money, so I'm going to make this into like a Roman god fantasy. And presumably, have, yeah, have he... nymphs nibbling on my penis <laughs> in my grotto. Uh, when you've got a villa and a grotto and a bunch of sea nymphs, I mean, you've got it made. Like, 
you, you've made it at that point, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, well, I think that the moment that you're proclaimed Augustus Caesar by the Roman army, you had it made. <laughs> Augustus Caesar Casanova? Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> Casanova Caesar? <laughs> it was so weird, they stabbed Casanova Caesar in the back. No, Will, that was Julius Caesar. You're getting him mixed up again. See, you're already talking to yourself. You make a great crazy bum. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm well on my way. Um, let's see what else I have here. I got a lot here. A lot, a lot going on in the world. A lot of things to talk about. Mm-hmm. I've got um, I've got a thing that happened in Longmont, Colorado. A woman was arrested on suspicion of animal cruelty. Okay. So this will be. I know this is close to your heart. I know you're on the edge of your seat right now. She was found by police arguing with a man at his home. She okay, re- and the man was an animal. <laughs> no, she rep- <laughs> she reportedly agreed to leave the premises, but wanted to take the dogs that were there with her. Uh, when the officers arrived, a witness told them to check the woman's pants. When the woman shook her leg, a chihuahua fell out. <laughs> the woman was reportedly intoxicated. <laughs> so, How did uh, that get up? <laughs> you have a chihuahua in your pants. Do you realize that? Like, you know how these things just find their way up into anything. It's a small dog. You understand? Like, you could just not notice, maybe. Maybe she had, like, large clown pants on. Hey, lady, is that tumor moving? (laughs) Hey, lady, what the fuck is that on your leg? (laughs) Hey, lady, go to the doctor. Oh, my God, your leg is moving on its own. Well, fine, I'm leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Ma'am, I believe that your vagina just whimpered. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what a queef is? I think maybe that's what that is. I've never... Okay. I've never really been sure. It's animal cruelty. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So mm-hmm. yeah, I know you're a dog lover. I thought you would. I thought that would have an impact on you. Yeah, it most certainly does. Have you Have you ever tried to put any dogs in your pants? I don't like to talk about that. <laughs> no, I understand. I don't want to. I came br- really close to being arrested. That didn't want to bring time. up the arrest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you- it wasn't an arrest. It was. I was just detained. <laughs> right. The, it was stricken from the record. Uh-huh. The woman was reportedly intoxicated. I think so. <laughs> I think she probably was, dude. I think she. <laughs> I think that's not too big of a leap to take. Okay, speaking of speaking of people who broke the law. Okay. Did you read about the um there was a chef who <laughs> apparently killed his wife. Okay. And then stuck her in like a 55-gallon vat of boiling water. Okay. Until the only thing left of her was her skull. Oh my god. Yeah. He like he like slow cooked his wife. He put her in a crock pot. <laughs> I can't. I don't think I can laugh about this one, <laughs> except like, except I kind of can. I mean, he, that's he's terrible. A chef, so I'm sure that he put in some, you know, like some fennel. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> fennel, parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. <laughs> she once was a true love of mine. I nailed it. Oh, I didn't even realize that when I started. She, she needs a few more days. I'm not quite done yet. <laughs> Fuck, man. People don't, like, murder your wives and cook them. <laughs> Stop doing that. It's little things like that. Big things like that. Are you kidding? <laughs> That's not a little thing. I Just people, man. Like, Tell me about it. I was behind a guy who just kept on, you know, he took forever to go after the light turned green. <laughs> it sucks. People are terrible. Oh, yeah, I do have really a, so something happened to me at an intersection. Okay. 
this is not like a people man, but this is just me. This is evidence of that, that I'm losing my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm at a very familiar intersection, one that I roll through at least like, you know, uh, twice a week. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I come to the red light at the intersection. The street lights are hanging diagonally over the intersection. And okay. I've never noticed this before. And I know deep down that it's, it's not like somebody came along and moved these streetlights because they're like thick, you know, it's not like they were broken or damaged or anything. They've always been like this and I've never noticed. And that alarms me. <sighs> so that's, I'm losing my mind. You talk about me being a crazy hobo on the street. There's some early evidence that that is in fact what happens. The only evidence that that is, is that you're losing your mind because you thought I would be interested in that story. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was fascinating. Okay, so Lewis Simpson, <laughs> he is an he is a Pulitzer Prize winning poet. He also has trouble with intersections. I need to get his name tattooed on my hand. He is a Pulitzer Prize winning poet. Remember Lewis Simpson. Remember Lewis Simpson. He died over the weekend. Oh. He was killed uh, by his wife. She put him in a pot. Yeah. Uh huh. After she gave him Alzheimer's. Oh, great. Um, Gosh, your stories today are filled with such joy. Anyways, he wrote a... Okay, so I have one of two poems I could read to you. I could read to you A Farewell to His Muse or In the Suburbs. Okay, do you have a favorite or maybe we need to hear... No, 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 just pick one. Well, okay, how about... I think I want to hear the... I'm a romantic guy. I want to hear the farewell to the muse. Okay. (coughs) Yeah. (laughs) Me, me, me. Yeah. Uh Okay, Somebody this get is the a tuning farewell fork. to his muse by Lewis Simpson. All you really know is given at moments when you're seeing and listening. Being in love is a great help. Oh yes, but keep a dog. <laughs> That's it? So there you have it. <laughs> that is a farewell to his muse by Lewis Simpson. Okay, uh, that's awesome. Uh huh. I think that was brief enough. Maybe we could dip into the other one, do you think? Okay, yeah, okay. This one is In the Suburbs. In the Suburbs. Also by Lewis Simpson. There's no way out. You are born to waste your life. <laughs> you are born to this middle class life as others before you were born to walk in procession to the temple, singing. Seems like a delightful man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it must have been awful whenever he was unable to talk to people after he got Alzheimer's. <laughs> What a loss. Hey, I just got this beautiful house out in the suburbs. You were born to waste your life. (laughs) (laughs) Papa, stop it. (laughs) But, oh, yes, keep a dog. Just don't stuff it down your pants, for God's sakes. Yeah, no, and uh, don't boil your wife. No, don't do that. These are the gems that fathers impart to their sons right before marriage. (laughs) get a dog love is nice but the dog will always love you and don't boil your wife after you stop being in love yeah really when i was growing up my my father set me down on his knee and he said son don't go to jail in mexico get a dog or keep a no keep a dog yeah keep a dog (laughs) like against its will (laughs) Uh uh-huh yeah detain it because you're gonna be such an unpleasant asshole that the dog will try to run away every chance it gets right and don't boil your wife those are the three tenets of any satisfying life. Or just marriage. Um, <laughs> I kind of went on an adventure last week. Okay. It involves Craigslist. 
I, who did you hook up with? I, no, not Craigslist. Pers- who did you hook up with? Will? No, it was not Craigslist Personals. I've I M have for M. <laughs> I have M for W. Yeah. Um, M for T. Uh huh. What would that be? I think that's M for transvestite. M for teenager. Yeah. Or transsexual, could, perhaps. M for vegetation. Uh huh. M for V. But anyway, getting back to my adventure. Um, okay. So I'm looking. So what I've, did what what did he look like? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was about 6'2", dark hair. He enjoyed long walks through Deep Ellum. Around 2 a.m. <laughs> That's right. You going my way, stranger? Yeah. Why is he like a cowboy? Why am I trying to pick up like a, why am I trying to pick up a cowboy on Craigslist? I'm imagining I'm imagining you trying to like this is you trying to pick up someone. Why am I like, doing a cowboy then? I, I know, am I in like, an outfit? <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, I don't know how this works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess that people say, you know, you're trying to be all cool, like using a movie line or something. But the point is, for a few months now, I've been looking for DVD shelves, right? Okay. It never occurred to me until, you know, a week ago or so to check Craigslist for DVD shelves. Probably for good reason. And there were many options, but I found I found a set that were being offered for very cheap that were almost identical to some I already have, and it wasn't like a crazy long drive. It was kind of a drive. So it has a phone number. I First, I try to get in touch with the dude via email because I don't want to call him on the phone. Right. No, no response. So a couple of days later, I call the phone number. Uh, did you use like Google Voice or something to obscure your phone number? <laughs> no, but I did talk in a cowboy voice and I said, hey, stranger. Uh, howdy. <laughs> I got his voicemail. Yeah, um, because he doesn't pick up strange numbers. No, he surely not. And uh, it said, this is the voicemail of the reverend someone someone. And it's like, uh-huh. it's like okay, he's a, he's a reverend. So at the end of the, he ends his, vo- his outgoing message with, and remember, God is in control. <laughs> That's not funny. That's touching. That's moving. Okay. <laughs> um, God is in control. Good. So I, and I, I should have no problem with, you know, getting some furniture from a stranger on Craigslist. God is in control. That's fine. The guy gets back to me. He says, so we kind of talk for a minute about how to make this exchange. He says, okay, uh, you know, you can come over and pick them up tomorrow. I'll text you the address when you're on your way. So that throws me because I'm like, first of all, it doesn't really work, dog. I don't, I don't have a smartphone like that. I would never find your place if, if you did that. Second of all, why don't you want me to know your address right now? Right. If you're going to be giving me your address. Give me time to send somebody an email to where I can like, hey, this is where I'm going. If I don't call you back before the end of the day, I have seven new orifices and I'm dead in a ditch somewhere. (laughs) Set up a posse. (laughs) Right. Going with the cowboy uh, motif. (laughs) Yeah. So it was, I'm very apprehensive about the whole thing. It was kind of terrifying. He ends up sending me the address prior to that. I head out there. There's a period of, of waiting outside his door after I ring the doorbell where there, I'm in like full terror mode, like mm-hmm. wondering if this is the last time I'll ever walk up any steps or ring a doorbell. I'm having this these sort of frights. I hear a little girl's voice come from the inside, which half calms me down, half makes me more nervous. Yeah, I was about to say that would, that would make me even worse. I mean, but, but, you know, I'm thinking logically, like if I was like a serial rapist murderer guy, I'd probably start with what's in front of me. I'd probably live alone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I pay him. I'd get the shelves. I go back out to my car. He comes back out after me. And I'm like, all right, what is this? Hands me a pamphlet. Yeah. He says, it's a good read. Oh, my God. Like it's a Grisham or something. But it's a, it's a religious pamphlet. 
And I have this thing now where I don't know if you have this same outlook, but I can't ever throw away any religious paraphernalia, regardless of what religion it is. Oh, I most certainly can, because most of it's a bunch of crap. I am physically and mentally incapable of throwing it away. What I used to do at UT when people would give you stuff like that mm-hmm. is I, I had to keep it in my room. And then at the end of each year, I would leave it in a drawer <laughs> in my dorm room. So, so then you looked like the guy who was trying to proselytize to whoever came up after you. But that was the only solution. I am physically incapable. I'm so paranoid that if I throw it away, I'm just going to get struck by lightning right then and there. Right. That was the first half of my adventure. On the way back, it was, it was reasonably easy to get there, but I drove through some parts of town that were a little, a little rough, I would say, a little sketchy. Mm-hmm. On the way back, I passed right by a Starbucks, and I remembered that somehow I had come into a Starbucks gift card. I, don't, I, I have one in my wallet somehow. I don't even remember how it got there. I'm already out. I'll get a Starbucks, which I've never, you know, it's been years since I've gotten a Starbucks. Well, what, what did you get? Well, no, I didn't. So I pull into a parking space in front of the Starbucks, this is the roughest Starbucks I think I've ever seen. There were t- like, like all, all the hipsters were typing on Dells. <laughs> <laughs> it was so ghetto. Everyone had a Dell. <laughs> they were typing on gateways. They were typing on compacts. Yeah, since it's got 500 megs of RAM, it's awesome. 500 megahertz. This Hewlett Packard has 100 megabytes. I pull into the parking lot, and there are two. Pretty shady looking fellas, again with the cowboy motif, <laughs> uh-huh. who were sitting on a bench by the entrance. So you kind of grabbed a hold of your six shooter? <laughs> so, yeah. I see them and I'm kind of taking a few seconds to assess the situation there. And then one of them stands up and starts screaming. <laughs> I look over and he's screaming at another dude who is approaching the parking lot, who is, I would say, has a similar rig out. You know, he's not looking like he's in the best shape ever. So that was the end. Like, I put my car in reverse, and I speed away as fast as I can. I, you have to understand, I had already put myself through, like, a life-risking thing that day with the DVD shelves, and that was enough adventure for one day. You know... No sense pushing my luck, as you know. Yeah, I, was, I mean, yeah, you're already there. You can only live so dangerously. But I'm happy to say that I, I used Craigslist in the way it was meant to be used. And I no, am... you didn't because you didn't have sex. Oh, that's okay. Well, I, I used Craigslist in a way that it was meant to be used, and I am unscathed. Thank goodness. And also, you went over to a Starbucks. And I went over to a Starbucks, and, and I... And weren't and didn't get involved with those shady fellows. How I don't know what I'm going to do with this Starbucks gift card. I'm never going to be motivated to actually go to a Starbucks that's... Because I don't even know what I'm going to order there. If you, uh, if you register your Starbucks gift card, they give you a free coffee on your birthday or a coffee drink, whichever you prefer, or a free food item. If you decide to go to Starbucks, you can sit there, you can order a coffee off of your gift card, and they'll give you free refills. Really? Regardless of the drink? Probably not. Well, no. I think just black coffee. Because if I get some sort of crazy $7 drink, if I went to a Starbucks, I would get something like that. Because I'm, I'm not just going to get coffee. Well, and that, that's my approach to it, too, because I just don't drink plain coffee. And so whenever I go to Starbucks, I get things that um, no self-respecting man would get. I completely unman myself at the, at the ordering counter. But you know what? I leave Starbucks happy. It's tasty. It's satisfying. Yeah. All the rest of them can go to hell. Go to hell. What do they care? Yeah. I had a Netflix pick, but I think we're running a a bit long here. So I'll just bring up something that you would care about on Netflix. 
Netflix, way to put Star Trek Insurrection up for instant watch, but not Star Trek First Contact. That's awesome. Oh, that's a shame. Like, why do I want to watch Insurrection again? You either put all the Star Trek movies up on there, or you put First Contact and The Wrath of Khan. That's what. You, that's just what you do. So way to go, Netflix. Don't forget the uh, one with the whales. Yeah, there's like a beached whale and, and Nimoy comes over and massages it. I don't remember. Uh-huh, what, yeah. I don't remember what happens in that one. <laughs> there's a probe that is trying to communicate to wh- with whales. Is that the one where Shatner gets up on top of the whale's blowhole and plays around? Yeah, I think so. No, I think, I, I think that's his uh, sex tape. Oh, God. Yeah, that's something. That- <laughs> I ha- I have those videos mixed up in my in my archives here. I forgot. You're right. It's the ultimate fanboys. <laughs> Will William Shatner sex tape with commentary. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love the scene with the blowhole. Let's go through a holiday roundup real quick. Okay. Listeners of Podsiden at this point depend on me to know what is going on with holidays, both domestically and around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, domestic and foreign. Domestic and foreign. And uh, worldwide holidays. September 23rd is Celebrate Bisexuality Day. Okay. Uh, so, yep, we're going to have a party. I can, I can already identify the countries that will not be celebrating that <laughs> holiday. <laughs> yes, there, there's... A lot of them have... A lot, a lot of them in the American middle. <laughs> embassies on, uh, on fire right now. Yeah. I can't imagine that the people over in, uh, I don't know, let's just say... Saudi Arabia. We'll just say, just out of the blue. Uh, uh, yeah, just picking one out of <laughs> Picking many. one at random. <laughs> yeah, out of many. And you could probably find out which cities are celebrating, sorry, which countries are celebrating that. Uh, a few days later, the 27th is World Tourism Day. So that's very nice. I think, you know, it encourages, if you're a tourist in a city, there might be events in that city that are, are uh, catered towards you, that are geared towards your travel experience. I, I think that the goal of that day is to travel around the world in one day. Okay, like Santa Claus. Sure. Or like people in stealth bombers. I, I've, <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I forgot that Santa Claus doesn't go to countries that don't celebrate Bisexuality Day, so he, right. just, well, he flies yeah, right over I, those. I, I was about to say, I can, I can pick several countries that the Santa Claus does not visit, and I feel like there is a large overlap in the Venn diagram <laughs> with the countries that do not celebrate Bisexuality Day. <laughs> That do not celebrate celebrate bisexuality day. <laughs> really, what Santa has going on up at the North Pole is just a bisexual frenzy up there. That's what's happening. Elves and humans, humans and elves. Right. Oh, so a biracial sexual. Like, are we bi- really thinking that elves are a race? I would go with the species. Are okay, okay. What is the difference then between a race and a species? Yeah, I don't know what the difference is. A species. You know, I think that would almost be like. Humans and Neanderthals. Okay. That is a two different... For example, I'm not saying that the elves, I mean, at least in popular depiction, are of the same mental ability as a Neanderthal, uh, but I feel like they <laughs> oh, are... Oh, you wouldn't go that separate. far. <laughs> yeah, I, I, would, I would imagine that they are a separate species. Now, on September 28th, uh, World Rabies Day is happening. That's where you infect the world with rabies? Yeah, here, try out this rabies. Just see how you feel. Man, I have the perfect Jonas Salk outfit, too. I'm totally going to bring that out on that day. You have the perfect Mark, what is it, Mark Harmon? What is his name? <laughs> I don't know what his I, name I'm, is. I'm, I'm, Mark I'm, Jacobs. I'm going to, Mark Harmon. Yeah, Mark Harmon. I'm, I'm going to go around with a gigantic needle saying, let me test my vaccine. 
I guess that woman with the dog in her pants should probably yeah she might have her should probably pants. watch out yeah she should probably take note of September twenty eighth the rabid chihuahua apparently it's also ask a stupid question day which is a thing that this is domestic not surprisingly so I imagine that Congress will be celebrating that day apparently it was started by school teachers who were trying to encourage their students to ask more questions the idea being that. Sometimes students in class are afraid to ask questions because it might make them look stupid. Miss, Miss Johnson's second grade class down in Ontario, Idaho, uh-huh. is going to take a turn for the worse whenever some kid's stupid question is, what is a testicle? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I mean, you'd think teachers would know better than to institute something like this. Um, and I don't know how widely it is practiced. As though, as, though it were, as though it were religion. Is there a prophet? Is there a stupid question prophet? I mean, lots of people, right? I could. I feel like I talk about a lot of stupid question prophets on Podsidon. <laughs> I mean, we could probably go back through whatever this episode, and we've you could name several of them. Um, September 30th has a few things going on. It is Blasphemy Day, apparently. And I'm not really sure what I, that... I, I know... I can pick out a few countries that will not be celebrating Blasphemy Day. And I again, feel like in the Venn diagram, yeah, again, there's a large overlap with the countries Some crazy who will not countries. be celebrating Blasphemy Day and the countries who do not celebrate Christmas as a national holiday and the countries who will not be celebrating Celebrate Bisexuality Day. I feel like there is a... They're all kind of the same ones. We need to get these countries yeah. some more holidays. I know. I feel like a lot of these holidays are biased towards liberal western democracies um also in this venn diagram overlap is go topless day (laughs) (laughs) i I can't imagine that you don't think they like that one is celebrated in say saudi arabia also on september 30th is botswana day botswana yeah (laughs) the day on which you went to a park in botswana (laughs) the day where you do that so that's a lot of fun it's also International Translation Day. Apparently it has something to do with St. Jerome. You know, St. Jerome being... No, I don't. Okay. (laughs) St. Jerome being one of the people who was involved with translating the Bible, I guess. Oh, okay. I just kind of lost you. You died out. You're way low now. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll just talk like this for the rest (laughs) of the podcast. (laughs) That'd be good. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Maybe it's time to... uh... What? Yeah. Well, uh, I'll, I'll just come to an end then, and you can and you can keep screaming at me in the podcast. Speak up. Yeah, so I'll just do my normal thing. Podsiden one at Gmail. Uh, Podsiden one blogspot.com. If you got a podcast inclined buddy, just uh, just tell them about the show for God's sakes. They need they need something to listen for to. For God's sakes. For- <laughs> That's right. Okay, you just echo. You just scream back what I'm saying. Say. Like, <laughs> like like choice things from my For God's sakes. If you got a podcast if you got a podcast inclined flend, then um Schler the Quad Slate. <laughs> oh fuck. Is this still a show? I don't think it is anymore. Was it ever a show? I'm not really sure. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>